Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm here and I'm joined by Kevin. Hello. I has been a bit rough Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And we got Jonathan. Hey, hey y'all. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Riot Games and the new trailer for Arcane Season 2. We're going to be talking about CD Projekt Red and their stance on the industry. WB talking about Minecraft movie and so much more. <laughs> to that geek box we ask people on social media on our tiktok now so you guys can answer these questions on tiktok keep that in mind but the question is what fictional planet would you want to visit jonathan let's go to you first yeah i don't know i can't think of a lot of fictional planets especially not ones that seem like any fun i mean you could say like uh I, i'm pretty sure squeaks is screaming from home listening to this in uh, pandora. pandora yeah <laughs> Why, why on earth would you want to go there? You're going to be eaten uh, by some giant big bugs. Thing. So many big yeah. bugs. I mean, yeah, unless good. you're one of them. Anyways, uh, so Ryza, the pleasure planet from Star Trek, that's my go-to. That, and then, you know, pleasure planet, you're thinking all kinds of bad things are happening there. No, whenever they show it, it it's like Hawaiian beaches and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. vacation planet. So I think that's a no-brainer. Best place to go. You're not the only one to say that. Over on TikTok, we had uh, Michael T uh, say Ryza as well. I'm going to be close to that. Now, Scott had a really good idea. He says, I just want Earth, but with Starfleet on it. And mm. I'm on board with that. I'm cool with Earth with Starfleet. I'll join a ship and I can be Lower Decks because Lower Decks seems like they have a lot of fun. Mm. California class all the day, all day. Um, that sounds good to me. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be joining Starfleet. <laughs> well, shit, I got to keep it. I, I got to keep it in the Trek family. Then I was going to say Naboo from Star Wars because there's no sand anywhere, but <laughs> I'm going to go with now, now follow me down this path because this uh, this sounds bad. But Talos Four, do you guys remember Talos Four? The big brain, thump 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 thump. Okay, people, yeah, the yeah, menagerie, yeah. the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in Discovery later on, yeah. So I figure <laughs> if I'm a willing participant in this menagerie, mm-hmm. oh, what's that's the a, harm, right? That's I a mean, perfect yeah. paradise where you can live forever and whatever it, dream you want to live in. Exactly. You don't need a pleasure planet because you can visit the pleasure planet over like, you know what? I, mm. I, I want to go somewhere else. And instantly you're there. Just like you're not really because you're safe in captivity. Right. So <laughs> yeah. you can get fat off of the the fruits of the land while you're just living your best life. However, wherever, whenever you want. I think that's that's a cop out answer. But you know what? I like Damn it. it. I'm sticking with it. I think the end goal of those people was to create a army of slaves. Yeah, to to, maintain all their equipment, stuff like that. So long term, that might not be great, but sure. Short term, it's like the Matrix taking the blue pill or whichever pill (laughs) was was good enough for Pike. It's good enough for me. And he decided to retire (laughs) there. So, I mean, his alternative plan of like wheelchair life and that little beep beep machine wasn't great. But um, yeah, Yeah. did you tell him about the beep beep machine? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Uh, Going back to Star Wars real quick, though, what's that planet that is like a mega city on the whole planet? Coruscant. Coruscant. That would be like my third or fourth one. If I needed to start a career. Yeah, Yeah, if you're in the underworld, man, you're screwed. Yeah, Yeah, or if you're a detective, a series about a detective in that city would be that planet. Andor style. Oh, Andor so perfect. I think about rewatching Andor, actually. Wasn't Andor great? At least season one. I'm I'm hopeful for season two. I'm hopeful. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I could watch that prison episode like on repeat. That prison episode, the Mm -hmm. two-parter. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had Naboo was was voted by uh, No Bad's a fantasy said Naboo. That was really good. Nice. Okay. Um, no sand. Like I said. Yeah, exactly. And then Maddie over on TikTok, which is a big follower of ours. Check out Maddie, guys. Narnia. Uh, she says one of her favorite books. And I could eat dinner with Reaper Cheap and then drink tea with the beavers, which those beavers are like, give them gifts with Santa. 
And then I would mentioned, yeah, I like the Turkish delights too that that you get in the beginning. Ooh. But yeah, Narnia. I mean, that's true. You can like live your fantasy dreams and then come back to real life and like you know see how the family's doing, then go back to being in Narnia. That's a pretty good back and forth on that one. Yeah, it's like less problematic Hogwarts, and you have an escape plan. <laughs> less problematic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man. All right, guys. Uh, that question's out of the geek box. Again, link in the description if you guys want to get yourself a geek box. Let's get into the news. Uh, Riot Game released a new trailer for Arcade Season 2. In this trailer, it looks like we're getting Warwick and we're getting Singed in Singed form. The, you know, normal person, the person that plays Singed or is Singed was in the first season, but he was just a doctor. This one, we're getting him as his main villain. First off, have you guys seen Arcane Season 1? Negative. Oh, look at those head shakes with embarrassment. (laughs) Yeah. It is incredibly good, guys. (laughs) First off, you don't need to watch League of Legends. Or you don't need to, no need to play League of Legends. You can just jump into it. Great animation. Fantastic story. I truly, truly suggest you guys watch that. Jonathan, especially you, I think that'd be good because mm-hmm. Marco will think it's a cartoon. And meanwhile, you're like, oh my God, they killed millions. Um, <laughs> it's really good. And and then, yes, if you also have played League of Legends, you can be like, oh, I know that character. It helps with that too, but it's not required. But in the new trailer, we do see that we're upgrading to Warwick and Singed, and it's just expanding into more of the world's. I'm hoping they add more uh, factions. Like right now, everything's in one city, but there's also Demacia out there. There's all kinds of cities out there. It'd be cool to see those ones because that opens up a lot more characters as well. Check out Arcane. Uh, we're going to have the trailer over on our TikTok and all that. We talk about it there. And we talk about the new, two new characters and what they mean for the show. Kevin, I'm going to lean on you this one pretty heavy here, okay? So CD Projekt Red, they recently were talking about how they want to stay independent. All these gaming acquisitions going on, Uh, Activision Blizzard was the big one uh, from last year. CD Projekt Red is like, no, we're fine. As a matter of fact, we're going to expand and open up a new studio in in the United States. What do you think about that? What's your first impression from them? Good on them. I mean, if they can have a game that flopped as hard as Cyberpunk did Mm -hmm. and then still come back from it and still want to keep their independence, they're not beholden to any corporate stockholders or shareholders. At least not. I don't think they're publicly traded because they're not here in the United States anyway. But yeah, that, that's that's awesome because they're free to sell their games however, when, wherever they want without being tied to any exclusivity from being partnered with Microsoft or Sony or yeah. any of the other big two now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great point, though, with us, with uh, Cyberpunk, because it flopped. And I think if they were par- attached to like EA, it would be like, OK, get the next one out then. But they stopped and worked on Cyberpunk and made it a very good game now with the latest DLC improving on it even more so. I think that takes a smaller studio that has that sort of freedom to double back and trust a product that they know can be better. So I don't necessarily think that they're a smaller studio, really. Like, True, it, yeah, especially fair. when you're talking independence, they're a massive company, but uh, like they're capable of greatness. If anybody's played The Witcher 3, that was like everybody's game of the freaking century for a while. It, it felt like everybody has played that game, at least in some form or fashion, or has watched it played. Um, yeah, they're they're. They should try to keep their independence. I, I like fighting for the little guy. They're not the little guy, but they're the lone guy right now. So I, I, th- breaking into series with uh, The Witcher on Netflix and stuff like that, I'm sure they at least are. I don't know if they're licensing that or if it's even them, if they're ha- if they have anything to do with that at all. But seeing that the success of The Witcher or that the success that The Witcher had can lead to cyberpunk and other things being properties that are sold to Netflix and Altered Carbons is definitely a cyberpunk feel. I think they could do yeah. something that looks just like Altered Carbons that's in the cyberpunk world. I mean, it's just there for the taking. 
And they, obviously Netflix already proved it with that budget. Jonathan, I know like you're not much of a gamer nowadays, uh, but in general with these monopolies, do you feel like you trust a company more when they're kind of on their own like this, when they decide to stand independent? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I hate how they're all merging together into these massive corporations. And we're not going to have any choices. But I love to see that, like you're saying with Cyberpunk, they double back and they they invest in something they made. It's not probably not making them a lot more money doing that. It's expensive to continue to work on something that yeah. people already said they don't like. But it shows that they have passion for what they do. They really care about the product they're producing. They're not just there for the bottom line. They're not there just to make the money. They also want to, you know, make a decent product. They like the games they're making. So I think that gives us hope for the future that they're when they're when they're making something, they're going to, you know, not cut corners and not just try to turn something out real quick to print some cash. They're going to, you know, be investing in it. That and cyberpunk is literally the story of corporate monopolies, like taking yeah. over the planet. So <laughs> I, I, they wrote the book on what happens when that happens. So yeah, I, I, I think they, they know better. <laughs> it makes me think of like the games that were ruined by that kind of uh, monopoly or shifting companies. And, you know, I talk about Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War a lot, but I'll, I'll bring it up once again here. They had that, that, uh, uh, what is it? The rival system. I can't remember the name of it now for the life of me, but, um, it was a system that was, that was, you know, monolith and like that had a piece of it. And now that that company was taken apart, all of a sudden it's, we weren't sure if it was ever coming back because like, oh, these ones own some of the copyright. That one was open some of the copyright. If it was something like CD Projekt Red, it was all in house. Hey, this Nemesis. is where it's at. Nemesis. Thank right. you. Boom. now my brain can work again um <laughs> but yeah when it's when it's actually like we're making a product we're going to keep supporting that product and you can keep going with it that feels good because now we're like is nemesis ever coming back it is in a future game we know that now it's coming back but things like that it's just it gets tied up in the corporate stuff and it's like you're losing the creative side of things when you yeah. do that mm -hmm. yeah any other games that you guys can think of that were ruined by monopoly taking over yeah everything that ea has ever purchased Bioware, <laughs> just in general, Bioware. Bioware Mass was ruined. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, Kyle will tell you the same thing about Dead Space. Dead Space was was so much better before it. I, I forgot the name of the the developer there, but yeah, yeah, EA's killed all the companies that they have bought. Microsoft taking over Mojang for Minecraft. What do you think? The, yeah. Were the impacts beneficial or, or negative on that? I was so hyped because I'm like, okay, they got a bunch of money they're going to put behind it. They can really expand on it. And it looks like all they wanted to do is milk as much money out of it as they can. Yeah. Instead of turning it into a bigger thing and, you know, making more versions of it or what, I mean, they made different versions of it, but nothing worth playing, like nothing, you know, uh, beneficial. And so I, it, so far to me, it just seems like they're just, just squeezing as much money out of what was a really well-built game to start with really cool. and then. You know, the development and progress that had been made over all these years kind of came to a halt. And, you know, yeah, they're just they're trying to market it as much as they can and sell it and make a lot of money on it. But we're not seeing the awesome growth and the engagement, you know, with the audience that that the original the Mojang had, you know. Yeah, the game's literally divided into two, right? You have the Java players and the um, the PC players or the Windows players. I, I prefer Windows just because it connects well with the phone and is better for when you're playing with your nephews or whatever. Um, but yeah, like the hardcore Minecraft players, they think that's crazy. They're just on over that, that bedrock. They don't think it's worth it. Um, yeah. But I think in this case, the acquisition actually was beneficial because I think I think Minecraft might have been forgotten at this point. And the fact that Microsoft came in and decided to pump, I mean, I know we're talking about things costing money, but they also pumped it full of content. And 
while it's what not it? as much content as I would like sometimes or as diverse, at least there's always something coming out for it, which I don't know if Mojang had the staying power for that. I think Mojang would have needed to make a new game at this point to keep those doors open. Oh, you think they were running out of money to keep? Well, just because they were only selling the base game and then they were done. They weren't selling the, the, I mean, you know how easy it was. You and me used to do it all the time. Add checks or packs and that are free, which is, you know, great as the consumer. Sure. But I'm just saying for the longevity of the game, I don't know if it, like if, if you could just get any skin you want in Fortnite, how powerful would Epic be right now? Nothing. Yeah. But if, but the game, I imagine it didn't take them a whole lot to maintain it too. They were small, a small company making a Mm -hmm. small games, charging a small price. and once you have it, you're in. I think maybe if they had to do like a ad on the loading screen or something like that, that could have been enough to keep them running indefinitely. Oh, people but, would have turned on them so fast with yeah. even one ad on that loading so. screen so yeah. fast. But what I think Microsoft did for them was kind of what you said, the bedrock edition. You can play with people on the phone like you at the cross play yeah. ability of that is just it's you can pl- play on your phone with somebody who's playing on their switch with somebody who's playing on their PC and just play it in endless different ways i i think that's really neat and that's something that probably wouldn't have happened without microsoft behind them mm-hmm. but yeah and it, it very beneficial for them in that degree in my opinion have you ever played it on a phone oh god no i, I can't <laughs> so, like to me as somebody who only played it you know or played it so much on the pc any other way of playing it is just like looking at a picasso with beer glasses on like <laughs> it's just it's not you're not playing the full game you're playing a little kitty version of it and you're gonna fall and die and lose all your stuff you're not gonna go find some massive hoard of diamond on the phone but it's also on the ps3 the ps4 ps5 360 xbox one series s and x it's on the switch it's it yeah everywhere mainly the switch ones the 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 one that i care about and my wife plays it on the ps5 all the time so yeah and and for the mobile that's a really good entryway we can't necessarily knock a kitty version when we like the pro version because the kitty version is the next generation and they'll eventually mm-hmm. come to us with the pro version if they want it. And we'll show them like, Oh, wait till you see what the real game is. Yeah. It's like the Mario movie. Like we were talking about when Mario movie came out, like let's not bag yeah. on Mario movie too much because it's the introduction for, we all know 85 Mario or Mario 64, but they, that's ancient to them. That's super ancient. So they're not going to give that any interest, but it's seeing Mario up there on the big screen. That's going to have them now seek out that switch game. That's going to like keep Mario going so that we could still enjoy Mario in the future as well. Same thing for Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next thing here. Uh, Wonder Brothers announces Jack Black. Speaking of Minecraft, uh, Jack Black (laughs) is joining uh, the Minecraft movie. Now, this is going to be alongside Jason Momoa. So what Wonder Brothers clarified is that he's going to be playing Steve. And this is a live action Minecraft, by the way. Live action. This isn't animated. That's my reaction too. what do you think about this being live action? I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. To me, that sounds a lot better. Honestly, I don't know why. Oh, really? I, I didn't want, yeah, I didn't, I was not interested in seeing a animated, you know, like you're walking around in the game. I I know there's, there's other games, there's plenty of other stuff they've made with that, but I, it just seems like they're just, again, trying to milk more money out of the same content. Uh, but making a live action one would be way more interesting. I like the survival aspect. I wish they didn't have a creative option in the game. Like survival is a million <laughs> times more fun. Seeing other people play creative These just makes kids. me so pissed off. Yeah. You can build a fucking wall of diamond. Are you kidding me? You should have spent a thousand hours playing this game to get a wall of diamond. You, 
It's just not. not and then right. fall in lava and just and that's when you know what depression feels like, kids. Yes. <laughs> when you're at Best Buy buying a new screen because you punched through it because you died in Minecraft, then you can have a wall of, of diamond. That's when you earned it. Oh boy, Jonathan, yeah, right. got some Google Gulag mentality there. <laughs> but live action, I, I love Jack Black and Jason yeah. Momoa is pretty great too. So anything they're in, I'll watch. It's about Minecraft, I like Minecraft. I think live action would be better to me than the animated version. Uh, a lot more interesting to me. So I'm curious to see where this goes like long term, though. Maybe this is a smash hit. What are they going to do? Make more Minecraft movies or are they going to have like, is this going to affect the game in any way? Adding new elements or something like that? I don't know. Oh, they're going to be selling a Jack Black skin. You know, they're going to be selling that Jack Black skin. But, you know, they're going to try to release it. it. <laughs> are they going to release a new version of Minecraft that's not blocky, but is all, you know, fine detail, want to be live action Minecraft game. You know what I mean? That'd be kind of crazy. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they could. Do yeah. That. Um, yeah, this is being made like by kinda. Vertigo, Legendary, Legendary's that makes sense, uh, Mojang Minecraft, and Jason Momoa's production company on the Rome. So he's going to have a big hand in this. Um, I, I get inspiration from the Jumanji movies, which had Jack mm-hmm. Black in it, where yeah. maybe it's not like, like we're saying with the Mario movie, where it's super, you know, all oh, it's actually the video game, but he is a fish out of water, and that's the fun part. The fact that it's mm-hmm. like, what? This is a video game. Like, oh, I could break this. Okay, hold on. What? There's zombies tonight. Like, he's experiencing uh, this as a person who's not used to video games. I hope it's not what you're describing now. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you're mixing live action and animation of him, you know, live action no. person in an animated world. That's that's a good point. But I, but just like a uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim or J- Jumanji, we can have uh, some hints to gaming um, mm-hmm. game loops without it being yeah. like actually pix you know pixelated or. or cgi or something like that yeah i'm all down for the way jumanji did it because like you're saying it was actually a game so there was some game rules that applied to how they you know the physics and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i think that'd be cool but yeah i don't want to see him jumping on the giant blocks and picking an apple that's the size of his head and it's you know i don't know all that kind of stuff would be <laughs> yeah, yeah that sound <laughs> Punch, punching a tree until it you know it's like punch a live action tree i want to see that but i don't want to see you know chunks of wood i, I don't know it's a whole thing but how funny would it be if we see him like actually go to tree, punch it because he's pissed off or whatever. And just like the Minecraft fans are like, ah, and then he's like literally tearing it off and he's like trying to hide underneath it. And then all of a sudden he hears zombies like him being mm-hmm. a fish out of water, I think is going to be hilarious. And then all yeah. of a sudden Jason Momoa might be the leader of a nearby village. And, you know, he's like, there's a if you kill the black dragon, then we're fine. And he's like, dude, I'm I'm you know, I, I own a bodega in New York. I don't know what you're talking about, but I think that'd be <laughs> I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Anything Jack Black touches turns to diamond. I was going to say gold, but I think diamonds a lot more appropriate. This one. I, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's incredible. He really yeah. is. Talk about Marvel, everybody. So Marvel's Thunderbolts just loses Stephen Yuen. Uh, Stephen, the reason that and I want to clarify this, the reason that they lost him so far being reported by The Hollywood Reporter, which is a very good source, is saying that it's Stephen's uh, schedule that's messing things up. People on my TikTok comments are saying other things that are foolish. Um, and no, Steven's a very good actor. They have faith in him to play a character. I, you know, it doesn't matter what race they are. They can all play, you know, it functions well. Um, and so, yeah, it's a scheduling thing. So Steven's out now. So two things for you guys. Who do you, he wants to be in Marvel again. Who do you think he could play in Marvel? Is there somebody in particular, an X-Men or something like that, that you think he could mm-hmm. jump in on right away? I'll throw something out while you guys are thinking, I'm thinking Cyborg. I would love to see him as a Cyborg. I think that'd be really cool. Because he can kind of give that cocky attitude off. Like if you watch Beef, he could, or is it Beef? Yeah, Beef. 
Uh, he could kind of have that personality. I think that would be good. Um, he's just as cool <laughs> at all times. So I think Cyborg would be not Cyborg. I keep saying Cyborg. Cyclops is what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's a lot more fitting. I'm like Cyborg. That's... No, no, no. That's DC. <laughs> yeah, Cyclops. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Gosh, I don't know. That's hard. Who else? I mean, right away too. I do think like X Men. Yeah. Because they just have you know a million different characters, but I'm not. I, uh, first, my first thing that came to mind was Nightcrawler, but then I like I don't really know how well he would do as Nightcrawler. Yeah, and I think they already have a don't they have a Nightcrawler cast? It's all scrapped, Jonathan. Oh, it's all scrapped. Oh, really? Yeah, X Men is joining oh, the MCU. Man. Deadpool and stuff like that scrapping it all. So it's it's going to be a brand new X Men team. Maybe but, Wolverine uh, will be the only thing that stays. But they're already Unlikely. making the new X Men movie, right? They're casting the new X Men movie. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because I saw something that uh, okay. I thought I said something that was uh, who the new Nightcrawler is. It was probably just a fan fan art thing. You get tricked by those fan arts a lot. You gotta oh, watch out dude. for those, man. <laughs> yeah, I believe everything I see on the internet. You're so, so excited for Iron Man 4. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. That was bad. <laughs> but yeah, uh, any, I, any votes I, for Steven in the future? I I don't know. Personally, I don't even know what he... I, I'm not familiar with the actor or enough of the Marvel characters that you we haven't watch seen Walking on screen. Dead? Have you, did you watch Walking Dead back when it was big? Oh, my God. This guy nope, did not. doesn't watch Batman movies or Walking Dead. Crazy. What if, some, what if somebody like uh, Angel, like, you know, a thin... I, I'm thinking because he's like... Yeah. He's not a big buff guy like no, most not. of the X-Men, but somebody kind of thinner but flying would be kind of a cool yeah. thing for him. I don't know. And then he could become Archangel later on and way powerful. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a good one. So Thunderbolts is losing him and Thunderbolts again is kind of the, for being real broad about this, the suicide squad, if we're being honest of uh, Marvel. And so they'll now they'll need their century. Now century to explain is think of a Superman, powerful superhero, but he has Mm -hmm. essentially split personality. And at one moment he's saving the world. The next he's wanting to destroy it. That's just super broad strokes. That sounds like the boys. That sounds I was like going to say Homelander. I was yeah. going to say that sounds a lot like Homelander. I think it would be a slam yeah. dunk if they can get if they can get Anthony Starr for, uh, who plays Homelander. Oh my god, how cool would that be? That'd be a trip. Yeah, and I doubt Amazon would let him though. Well, Amazon, good. Thank you. Amazon is the one that has a contract with Steven Yeun right now. He's on Invincible. He is Invincible. So it's just oh. like you know, hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, live action is different. Live action Homelander to live action Sentry. You know. I think that would be so cool, though. And if he's not that, I want him to play Dracula in the Blade movie because I think he would also be a very good Dracula. But man, that'd be cool. Uh, what I want to hear on on your comments is who do you think should be our new Sentry for Thunderbolts? Clearly, he's going to be in there. We think at that point we shouldn't have a Red Hulk anymore. But that's the other thing that came out is through the Lego set, we have confirmation that Red Hulk is the villain for the new Captain America movie, and that's going to be pretty dope as well. And then next up, we have Mickey Mouse is in the public domain after nearly a century. So at about 100 years, things go to public domain. This was supposed to be only 56 years, but Disney and some very creative lawyers worked this like crazy and was able to extend it out. Now he's finally in the public domain. So literally, this could be the Mickey Mouse podcast we wanted it to be <laughs> in a very narrow way. <laughs> We've already got two horror movies announced within the first couple of days, two horror movies and a horror video game. Now, my immediate reaction to those is kind of like, ah, screw you guys. You know, I don't know. I'm really negative on it right away. But then a friend of mine was like, why are you guys so negative? It's public domain. You wouldn't be that way with Peter Pan or Captain Hook or anything like that. So why these? Mm-hmm. What was your initial reaction to hearing about this and seeing people like make immediate copies? Uh, I, I expected it was going to happen. I figured they'd be cheap and not, you know, 
something that's going to get a lot of attention. I think it's all the hype right now because first Disney is so, you know, rich and powerful. They have a lot of influence and to take their mascot, their main, you know, character. And I know there's only so much they can do. You can't make the company look bad and you can't make it look like the company made what you're selling. Yeah. Uh, things like that. But I mean, to be able to take it and make money on it, honestly, is you can go make Mickey Mouse t-shirts right now and with his name and everything and sell it and make money on it. And that's totally fine. So, yeah, I, I, we knew that it was, the market was going to get flooded with all kind of Mickey Mouse content, though. So I don't think anyone's really too surprised about it. Yeah, I was talking to a guy at work about this the other day, and he pointed me out to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. And how terrible that looked. And I'm like, OK, let's prepare for the wave of terrible Mickey Mouse content. Yeah. Before we can get to stuff like how I, you sometimes play video games or watch TV shows and Sherlock Holmes is in it. Like Star Trek mm-hmm. is a great example of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it, it, characters like that can be used very effectively. And it, it's just it, it's all in how it's used and who's using it. If it's for like a cheap horror, like. Like Jonathan was saying, oh, this is Disney's mascot. Look what I'm doing to him. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was going to try the voice there, but I decided against it last oh, second. Oh, I would have paid money for it. <laughs> but yeah, I think the initial reaction is to, let's just see how many fucked up situations we can get Mickey Mouse in. And then, yeah, maybe 20 years from now, we'll see some actual good content, including Mickey Mouse. So I'm going to ask then, where do you guys want to see him? The first thing that comes to mind for me is he can be in games like Smash Brothers. Oh, I didn't That's think about that. Point. Yeah. Right. I'm just imagining the the Simpsons writers are already trying to figure out what to do with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they exactly. were using, they've been Simpsons using it for South a couple Park. years now because Fox was bought by Disney. Oh, fair. Yeah. So that's he's fair. been in there for a little okay. bit now. Yeah. Okay. That's a good yeah, catch that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And South Park's been using them, you know, pretty, pretty frequently, actually. Um, and that's pretty good. But yeah, I don't know what I want to see him at. with this with the Sherlock Holmes thing. It reminds me of uh, Peter, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood was the direct inspiration for Green Arrow for DC. So maybe right. people can use Mickey Mouse as an inspiration for their next character and it could be closer to it than it would ever be before without Disney jumping down your back. And so maybe we can get something all new out of this, a new mouse character that might be the next wave for kids. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a direct copy. I know right now it's fun. Everybody's making literally Steamboat Willie memes just because Disney's <laughs> not going to get on them. But we could if we once this cools down we could actually get a new character that's fun and engaging for the student for the kids you know what okay so in season two of what if there was an episode that had some robin hood characters from the mcu that like steve rogers was playing robin hood he was uh rogers hood was that what like i I don't remember yeah yeah had that in what if but speaking of what if what did you guys think of season two of what if (laughs) I loved it. I love season smooth. one of what if. So yeah, that was smooth. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I love season one of what if, so I knew I was going to like season two, but I like how a lot of people are liking what if for the first time. I had, were you guys fans of season one or no? No, I wasn't at first. I didn't watch. I watched the first couple episodes and then put it aside and didn't watch it until recently. Uh, then I really liked it when I did watch it. I don't think I finished season two though, to be honest. I think I watched most of it. Okay. Um, yeah. But you did rewatch season or you did watch season one in preparation for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I loved season one of what if I don't remember a whole lot of it, though. My, my big takeaways from season one, my big one takeaway, I'd say, was T'Challa as Star Lord. That was like the one thing I can yeah. remember from season one. 
season two was also fantastic, in my opinion, with a couple of standout episodes and a few, I'd say three standout episodes that were all character based. What what do you think is the standout episode? T'Challa definitely was of the first season. What's the standout for this one? Uh, Kahori. Kahori. I think Kahori is yeah. definitely the standout character, standout episode, everything. Yeah. All, all her all day, every day. People are wanting comic books for her already so bad. I think yep. she's going to be in the MCU in no time. The voice actor already said, I'm totally down to play the live action version of her. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And let's do it. I, I threw it. I threw it out there on threads and it got some pretty decent reaction. Uh, people agreed with me is I think the final episode of season two made a better uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness than the movie. Because, I said that to my wife while we were yeah. watching it. I'm like, this is the real multiverse of madness. I literally said that to her. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Great minds think alike. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's okay for your good guy to be a bad guy. Then all of a sudden, like, just change it to where at the end, he realizes that the error of his ways if you need to keep Dr. Strange around, which of course you do. Um, and, he, you know, and then all of a sudden we have somebody who's purposely weakening themselves so that they, I mean, like, that would be so fun. That'd be so cool. And uh, having me introducing new characters as, Somebody trying to take on our hero would be a really cool way to introduce a new character standing alongside people. I could put Scarlet Witch over there or whatever. I think that would have been a better use. And Multiverse of Madness to me felt very messy. And I think this would have been a solution for that. Yeah. Um, I think the weakest episode has got to be the Iron Man episode. And it was a leftover from season one. It was supposed to be in season one, but they didn't finish it in time. So we got on this one. And it's the one that introduces Gamora to the uh, Avengers. Uh, but... I feel like it was just weak. It felt to me very much paced wrong, kind of thrown together. Like, oh, let's just get Iron Man doing Iron Man things. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. He built this car super fast. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. To me, it didn't feel very well. And then, like, the unity between Iron Man and Gamora at the end was very rushed. Whereas, like, oh, yeah, quick speech in a car. Now we're best friends. Let's go kill Thanos. Like, way too fast for all the stuff yep. that's actually impactful on the rest of the multiverse, you know? So I'm realizing, I think my favorite episode was in season one. Now I'm trying to find it, but <laughs> the one with, oh yeah, it was only episode six. I think where with uh, Killmonger and Tony Stark. Yeah, um, that was a good one. I think that was, yeah, that was my favorite, uh, but and the, the Ultron episode though, there was a few of them for sure that like I fell asleep in the middle of it or got distracted and started cleaning the house and stuff. Cause they're just weren't keeping my attention, but, uh, and the zombies one was just too. Yep. Didn't like the zombies one. Yeah, and that one's got a spin it didn't off follow, <laughs> It didn't follow the common zombie rules and stuff. It was just a little too like they just wanted to make something with zombies. There in was it. also a damn Christmas special. Like that was the 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 Iron Man yeah. one that we were talking. No, no, was, that's the uh, one with Happy Hogan becoming Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan, brother. Oh my <laughs> god, I never put those two together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Yeah, you didn't care for that that zombie episode, John. That's getting a spinoff. It's going to be its own series. Is the zombies story? Yeah, that's crazy. They just don't. I mean, they don't follow the common rules of zombies. So if they don't follow it, establish what the rules are in the beginning of the the show. Mm -hmm. uh, don't let us like figure it out piece by piece throughout the whole show. Because you know we've seen a lot of zombie movies. We expect them to function a certain way. The fact that they can use their powers as zombies is like okay, you're not really zombies, and you're smart, smart enough to yeah, you know, cast spells and stuff, do magic or whatever. So yeah, we had very different reasons for not liking that episode. I just don't uh, like zombies, hence why I didn't watch The Walking Dead when we were talking about Stephen Ewan earlier. Sense. But I, I don't <laughs> like zombies and get them like if there's a Star Trek, there's probably been Star Trek zombies. I guess the Borg are Star Trek zombies. That's why I don't really yeah. care for the Borg as a villain either. 
what? Right. Oh man, yeah. they're so boring. Borging. They're boring. <laughs> there you go. You pushed that borging hard. You were hoping that would land. <laughs> um, I, I love the bork. But yeah. as for the zombies, it is it is comic book accurate in a way. Like the the fact that the zombies can use their abilities, blah blah blah. And then there's so there's the zombies from Marvel, and then there's deceased, which is the DC version of them, and uh, mm-hmm. both can use their abilities, but. I can see that being off-putting for sure. And the fact that they're getting those series, I hope kind of fleshes, fleshes them out a little bit better, especially the Scarlet Witch of it all. Cause I think that's very important um, that she's kind of this like central villain that you got to take the Thanos of the zombies. And she, mm-hmm. it plays with her dark side a little bit, which is good. Yeah. To make them all corrupted or make them, you know, like how uh, Dr. Strange got, you know, possessed by demons or whatever from all his dark magic where he did I love that. that kind of thing would be totally fine. But I get these comics were written far before we had an established, you know, pop culture zombie type or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just it doesn't to me, it doesn't fit well. Like if they're zombies, they should be just shy of brainless, barely be able to function and, you know, trying to eat people or eat, you know, warm flesh or whatever. I but think Marvel zombies, by the way, are... is like late 90s, early 2000s. So it was definitely after the establishment of zombies. But yes. Oh, OK. Yeah. They just cheated. They're just cheating. <laughs> is exactly Make, it. making their own rules. What yeah. about that season opener, though? Uh, or not Gamora sorry Nebula joining the Nova Corps oh my god that episode was so good though right speaking of cyberpunk right like holy god it was so good and it just kind of opened up a whole new side of I can't remember the planet but the Nova Corps basically like oh wow yeah I never thought of them as like thank Mm -hmm. you of like street level cops I always think of them as like intergalactic folks Starfleet Starfleet yeah (laughs) But it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, Starfleet probably patrols some of actual Earth, you know, so it's crazy. Yeah, we're talking a lot of Starfleet, and I'm liking that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dope-ass episode. The lighting of it and everything was really good. And uh, Hela and the Ten Rings was my was my third one, I'd say. Those three. That was Ori, a really good Nebula one, Nebula and Hela. And I, I think Shang-Chi deserves more attention. I don't think Marvel's doing a very good job with, like, hey, that movie was a hit and introduced a whole mm-hmm. new world, and you guys didn't even do anything with it. Just, like... Like same thing with Eternals. I didn't care for Eternals, but you guys opened up a bunch with that. So you guys better start going back to that at some point. I think you're right. Did did Shang Chi do good in in the box office? It did. I did okay. No, it definitely did better than the Marvels because everything did better than the Marvels. Because so. yeah, I think it was early COVID, right? When Shang Chi came out, it was it was early was getting back to the theaters from COVID. Uh, Spider Man okay. was the it's- first one post COVID back in theaters. Yeah, I think it was Black okay. Widow that released during and they they put that directly on the I almost said Paramount Plus, which is where you watch all Star Trek stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I'm in Disney Plus. Yeah, they're all going to merge. It'll be the same soon. <laughs> yeah, right. TV Plus. <laughs> <laughs> TV. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the Avengers assembled in 1602 that I want to spin off for. And there is a great comic book series for it. But man, just this whole like king thor and all that like that was so down for that that was just so fun and i think they could really that it reminds me of course my number one comic book of last year was was uh dark knights of steel it's the same concept it's just them in medieval times so it's perfect i want more when's disney gonna buy dc don't they can tell them Marvel that versus DC? we don't want them to <laughs> i know that'll kind of ruin some of what we got going on but i would be i don't think they'd ever partner so i think that'd be the only way we'd ever see marvel versus dc they have partnered comic book wise before plenty of times, you know? Yeah. But the movie studios aren't as friendly. I don't no. think, um, a, they're already fighting with all this Spider-Man sharing with, uh, what is it? Fox, 
or Sony. Yeah. Well, returning back yeah, to that... to Mickey Mouse, we only have like eight years or seven years, I think it is now, uh, for Superman and Batman to be out there in the public domain. I thought Superman was already public domain. Not yet. No. Nope. Not. Nope. DC learned a lot of tricks from from the Mickey Mouse. So they did the uh, same okay. thing. They changed the color of the Tylenol pill on us. And yeah. <laughs> It will like be it. soon before a public domain Superman is fighting alongside the X-Men. And that is going to be weird. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think what if season two returning to this one? I think Kuhori is going to be a slam dunk. I think it's moving forward. And in general, I actually think it's an improvement on season one. And I didn't think they were going to be able to land that. This version of Doctor Strange, uh, Strange Supreme, the way he became it came into power. This is a good way to return to that character. And Captain Carter becoming like the, the overarching hero of this entire franchise works yeah. well and people are like let's get that also into the main mcu more so uh what would you guys give this you can give it a one out of ten give it a grade what do you guys think i'm gonna give it a grade i'm gonna give it a b plus it was B+. it was solid it was uh, there were a couple episodes that i didn't care for and i think the ending i'm not gonna give any spoilers away for the very mm-hmm. ending but the last battle scene went way overboard in a couple of respects yeah um but introducing characters like a new character like Kahori and to that extent made her like an immediately lovable character, like yeah. just a badass chick. That's going to fuck your day up. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Solid B. Uh, I'm no a minus a minus solid a minus. I changed it as I was talking about Kahori solid a minus. Yeah. I'm yeah. I don't think I saw the last three episodes <laughs> or so. So I'm going to say a B. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My opinion's not Love great. It. I did watch all of season one this time around. Uh, which was really good, but yeah, and there was a couple yeah. in here that are just like, eh, I could have, I could have probably skipped them. He's bad at his homework, folks. Like Chris- <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at my homework. Today. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a. I'm gonna get a strong B plus because there were some real, like the Iron Man episode were real duds, but there was something there, like that, the hella stuff, like that. Was like really, we could kind of. It makes you want to see more of our version of these characters, which I think is one of the better parts of What If, when you're like. Yeah. Man, am I missing something on the Hella Odin relationship? Let's bring that back so we can kind of discuss it more and stuff. And that was what What If does really well is just kind of show you a little bit more about the characters you no longer have. And so a solid B plus on my part for sure. Does anybody else have anything they want to discuss today? Yeah. Uh, do you remember like last time I was on the podcast, we talked about the saga of CM Punk? Yes, definitely. Where did we leave off with that? Because boy, have we have we come a long way since then. There were rumors and speculations you might be joining the WWE. Okay, so I hate how much I talk and I hate how much energy in my brain I waste on Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk. He is in the WWE. He made his shock uh, return after almost 10 years at the end of Survivor Series in Chicago in his hometown. Uh he didn't even put pen to paper until early that day. So there was speculation that it was happening before it was even officially happening. Um, I think that speculation kind of fueled it a little bit, but with just with that, the landscape of pro wrestling has shifted significantly because fans and uh, supporters of AEW, such as myself, I'm wearing an AEW shirt right now. Um, have seen the product quality go downhill. Oh, wow. Yeah. And since CM Punk joined WWE again, their merchandise sales have gone through the roof. They're selling out non-televised shows like at Madison Square Garden fucking sold out because it was CM Punk's first match. I don't remember if it was the Madison Square Garden or the Kia Forum, but he had 
a match on in each of those venues that wasn't televised and sold out both venues just because CM Punk was headlining. It's insane. And now Warner Bros. Discovery is reportedly in talks to licensing Monday Night Raw. Warner Bros. Discovery owns TNT and TBS. And if you're a fan of all elite wrestling, you'll know their shows are on TNT and TBS. So what this means is essentially CM Punk could potentially get AEW kicked off of the network they've been on since their inception of AEW. Hmm. They could be kicked off to Discovery Plus or the Discovery Channel, or I I don't know what that's even potentially going to look like if WBD, if they don't merge with Paramount, but (laughs) or pick up the scraps of Paramount. But just just because of the money that CM Punk brings with him wherever he goes. I'm talking about him right now and I can't stand the guy. Like I've never been a fan. I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I respect what he's done for pro wrestling as a whole and the money that he brings into it and the eyes and everything, but I'm not a fan of him. Just the, the connotation of him being able to get AEW kicked off of their home network is insane to me. Now, does he have a direct like beef with AEW or is it just, What is that? Well, when he was in AEW, he felt like he was too big. Reportedly, this is all hearsay. I, <laughs> I just, a fl- I wasn't even a fly on the wall. I've, I'm a fan. Yes, yeah. so I listen to things and I put things together. But uh, he reportedly was saying that he was too big of a star for that company. Their, their kids compared to him. He's, yeah, the, yeah not even when he joined AEW, he was all high. Uh, like riding his high horse about being able to train all the young kids that were working there. And then within a year, he said how he, he hates working with a bunch of fucking kids. Like it was just a complete 180 too yeah. big for that company. Um, so they, they fired him after some backstage fights that he was in involved with. He wasn't the only one, obviously takes two to tango in most mm-hmm. situations. Um, the last one, Tony Khan said he felt like his life was in danger. Tony Khan's the guy that oh, wow. owns AEW. He said his life was in danger. They fired him. And after whatever non-compete was over, he went straight to, e- or to WWE and that's that. Looking at his impact on WWE, do you think he's right, though? Was he too big for AEW? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're a five year old company. WWE has been around since. Well, if you want to go back to like the WWWF when yeah. there's three W's, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, when it was Vince Senior, like that company's been around for nearly 100 years. like. Mm-hmm. At, at what point is the rock going to be public domain? Like, <laughs> oh <know>? my God. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, AEW has a tendency to pre- present itself as a small time company doing things kind of hokey. Uh, they're better than they were. And they're, that's not a discredit to the wrestlers. The wrestling is top fucking notch in AEW. Absolute top notch. But as far as production and booking and stuff goes, it's it's kind of. There's a lot left to be desired. Well, and, and with him leaving, that's probably them losing sponsors, losing uh, filling up venues and stuff like that. That's probably why the production has gone down, because suddenly they don't have the star on the stage anymore. Uh, the production wasn't really there to begin with, but their ticket sales have definitely gone down. Their ratings have decreased. Um, in, in all fairness, Tony Khan even said that. Um, both AEW Dynamite and Monday Night Raw have decreased similarly in ratings year on year, and it's still okay. not slowing down as much as the rest of TV is. So wrestling is still hot right now. Yeah, it definitely. Is. Yeah. But uh, it's, there's definitely been a shift with with just one 
dude. It's a jumping ship. Much bigger shift than when Cody Rhodes, who founded AEW, left to go to WWE. So with CM Punk, how has things been going with him on WWE? I know he's selling out, you know, venues, but how is he doing? He, he hasn't had a televised match yet. That's insane that he's that yeah. big of a splash right now. Because I mean, like I'm saying, like as somebody who's just like, I'm interested in learning more about it, but not necessarily watching it all the time. You see a lot of CM Punk right now. <laughs> you think he's yep. on the screen a lot, but damn. Well, I mean, he's he's on TV. Like what what day is this airing? Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. So as of last night, then tomorrow night for us recording it, they're actually in Portland. They're in my neck of the woods for Monday Night Raw. And I was like, I don't watch WWE, but I'm like, I could go. And then they advertise CM Punk. I'm like, all right, I'm not going. Yeah. They don't need my money. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think. I would be surprised if they sell out the Moda Center because I don't know if wrestling can sell out the Moda Center in this day and age. But if there's a guy to do it, it's CM Punk. That's crazy. He's he's and it's funny because he's so big and he's kind of like the anti-establishment big boy, like the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of funny that he's the reason that everything's going well corporately. That's that's the funny thing that a lot of people have been bringing up. He is the the voice of the voiceless, but now he's just the voice. Like yeah. he's the voice of the company. Like he's he's the guy. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Be- because he's that persona. Do you think people like Triple H or, or people who are in charge don't like him because he is so anti them? His persona. He and Triple H have reportedly been like they haven't liked each other since CM Punk first joined WWE back in like okay. the. The, like in 2010, 2009, whenever it was that he started there. But Triple H is running the show now, and he's the one that made the decision to bring CM Punk back. So sounds like it was a good decision, though. It sounds like you just talked about your money. competitor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, absolutely. And that's been Triple H's goal. And he's he's hitting. He's yep. So returning back to our discussion on mergers, is that in the cards, do you think, for AEW to be swallowed up? No, I I think that they will. I'm not going to say they're like CD Projekt Red and they're going to stay independent. But right now they're not beholden to anybody. Mm -hmm. They're on. They have deals with Warner Bros. Discovery to be on their networks, but it's not like WCW where Ted Turner owned WCW. Yeah. Tony Khan owns AEW and he's not he's not an executive at any of those companies. So he's he's his own boss and he's got loads of money from owning a, a, a soccer club and part. His family owns a football team. So yeah, an NFL team. So. They got money. So, okay. So they could just let it float a little while until something happens until they yeah, like get and somebody out of retirement or something. The first dynamite, the first dynamite, it's their dynamite is their main show. The first dynamite of the new year was already, I thought a hell of a lot better than almost anything they've had in the last year for oh, TV. Okay. So oh, that's good. I, I think they've got plans in motion. Okay. I, I it's, I wish we talked more about wrestling. Honestly, the fandom's <laughs> so crazy for it. And, and, it's interesting to hear the drama that's like more dramatic than like something on HBO, which is might be where AEW goes actually is on premiere on uh, Max. I, I think that's why WWE is doing it, though. I think that's the biggest thing that they brought CM Punk back for was because they know people like me will talk about it. Everybody online that talks about wrestling is talking about CM Punk yeah. and the drama behind it. Because everybody that knows that's been following it knows all the backstage stuff that he caused in AEW and yeah. that he caused before that in WWE and can cause again so i the, triple h is very very good at planning be- around people like me that know how to get a peek behind the curtain it's crazy and 
he lives off of that. He lives off of toying with people like me. And it's amazing. He's he's really good at his job. I'm and a Triple H fanboy. As a 90s wrestling fan, it was just like, he's the guy that the Rock doesn't like. So I don't like him. <laughs> See, I didn't like The Rock because I've always been a Triple H guy. Yeah. Was, I've always been a Triple H guy. I remember, Jonathan, I'm sure you remember this too. Like, we were Rikishi fans, really. And so we're like, I hear The Rock mm-hmm. and Rikishi are related. I think that's his uncle and stuff like that. And <laughs> that was the big thing. Like, every time Rikishi and, and um, the two guys, God, what was that? Be cool. Like, too cool, too oh, Too yeah. cool. Too Some, cool. There we go. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Scotty too hottie and Grandmaster sexy. There we go. Every time they were out there with Rikishi and like, oh man, they're losing this. Maybe The Rock will join them. And I think one time The Rock did join them and it was like, holy shit, it's all over y'all. <laughs> and it was so big. Oh, uh, There's neither here nor there and we can cut this off whenever you want. But um, The Rock just came back on SmackDown or Raw last week, I think mm-hmm. it was. Uh, and he's supposedly going to feud with Roman Reigns, who is one of The Rock's other cousins. Yeah. So. But yeah it's awesome yeah that's i from i remember them them doing a piece on this on all on john oliver talking about how like roman reigns was like we need another rock so let's just go <laughs> to the family and get one. <laughs> yeah. yeah um the rocks actually got a really big project coming up because the ufl is coming out in the spring which is his football league well the, the usfl was his football league it merged with xfl which is a wrestling league and something but like the, he bought the xfl he the bought usfl the XFL, wasn't was. his okay yeah, that's xfl was. is his so um, anyways, now it's all the UFL. It's all matched up, mashed together, and that's coming up this spring. So we'll see how active he is out on the football. That'd be pretty good. Um, okay, guys. Uh, quick reminder, Echo Season 1, only season, is coming out on the 9th, and we're going to be reviewing it over on Challenge Except what we're going to do. We're going to watch all five episodes and then review it, and then we'll also review it here on Geek Fix next week. Uh, but make sure to check that out. Um, let's end things off with reminding everybody that the check-in results are in. And we're going to post it up on Patreon for free so everybody can check it out. And we, we the three of us, discuss kind of what you guys' opinions were about Geek Freaks, how we could have it uh, shape the future of Geek Freaks, and what kind of changes we could make. And I think there's some really good information there. Uh, so go on over to our Patreon link in the description. Completely free to listen to that little short episode. And we're going to be releasing one of those every month now. Uh, we'll be pulling questions out of the question box, having conversations. It'll be all over there. Any recommendations we could end on for this week, guys? Anything in particular? I'd say if you haven't done it recently, rewatch the first season of Avatar before the new Amazon live action comes one. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we have that one. And then for Echo, if you guys want to watch Hawkeye, the, the Christmas series, essentially, it's a good time to watch Hawkeye as well. Uh, we have an explainer video coming out through Challenge Accepted on that. That'll explain a little bit of, you know, where Echo has been and what to look forward in the next one. Good. What do you got, Kevin? Uh, have a have a kid. <laughs> Great recommendation. Uh, that's a good. You have too much time on your hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us this week, and we'll see you next time.